Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. How do you nudge your way into a story? How do you generate ideas? Do you start with a childhood memory, a vintage photograph, an overheard conversation? We all have our own way in, and our creative processes are as singular as fingerprints. On today's episode of Writer Unleashed, we'll explore four steps so you can generate story ideas on tap. Stay tuned. Writer Unleashed is for you. A writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. My friend and writer Sarah describes the gateway to her stories like this. I do horoscopes and figure out enagrams of characters and draw pictures and invent soundtracks in my mind. Now, what I admire about her process is that it's instinctive. It's entirely hers. It's exploratory. So here are my four tips for generating unlimited story ideas. Number one, scratch for a small idea first. Twyla Tharp in her book, The Creative Habit, calls the early stage of idea generation scratching. Rather than wait for the big idea to hit, the theme of your novel, let's say, or the plot of your story, you start by scratching for a small idea first. Now, this idea could come from anywhere. It could be a painting you see or a photograph. It could be a random item from your purse. It could be horoscopes and enagrams. Scratching gives you something tangible to start with. It could be a memory. It could spark um, a memory of an experience or a sensation. That one idea, however small, can expand into more ideas. Now, you know how this works. A single image or a scent or a sound can set off a cascade of associations. Um, A particular song can launch us through layers of our past. One idea begets another until we have this pastiche of memories and inventions all sparked from that initial glimmer. Now, scratching is not linear or logical. It's fractured. We can't see the connections yet. 
We just have to trust what rushes in, what we're drawn to. We need to trust our instincts. Now, as writers, we pay attention to the world and the details around us, but we need a place to collect it. So number two, capture. Ideas are ephemeral. You need to capture and collect them and make them concrete. Twyla Tharp is a prolific choreographer, and she says that she keeps boxes full of her scratchings. These are just things that catch her fancy. She doesn't overthink it. She just runs purely on instinct, and she puts... um, anything from magazine articles to newspaper clippings to CDs or records or whatever it is that fascinates her goes into a box. Now, visual artists do this too. My kid's father, who's a multimedia sculptor, is an avid collector of random objects broken things, fragmented things, discarded things. He's fascinated by other people's throwaways on roadsides or wreckage swept up on the stream bed. His 3,000 square foot art studio is crammed to the rafters with metal scraps and cables, vintage soda bottles, broken toys, mattress springs, even steel sections from the old Chichester Bridge. Now, our kid has the same gene. From the time Kaz could walk, he created art installations all over our house. He hoarded all forms of minutiae, candy wrappers, roof shingles, river-worn glass, deflated balloons, stray newspaper pages, magnolia petals, fallen crystals from costume jewelry. Now, at 14, he still collects stray objects from the woods beyond our backyard. He comes home with bottles full of moss, the upper jaw of a deer, the head of a small doll. In our house, anything and everything is fodder for art. And while our homestead sometimes resembles a junkyard, I have learned to surrender to my family's fondness for what I once viewed as trash. This is how they scratch. Now, we writers have our own way. Our scratchings are scattered across our hard drives in Word folders and files, Evernote and Google Drive. We collect in journals and notebooks and cafe napkins and sticky notes. And this is why keeping a notebook is essential for writers because you never know what's going to strike your interest. You never know what's going to swim in. And once it's lost, it's gone. So use your notebook, your Google Drive, whatever you have at your disposal to collect. Number three, recycle and transform. Now, the real fun happens when you examine what you've collected, when you mine your material for metaphoric value. Now, I love to do this. I love to look at old notebooks from years ago and see things that I just jotted down, that I noticed. And sometimes they can really spark um, a new idea for a story or even something to put into an existing story draft. So 
what happens is that you you put what seem like unrelated ideas together side by side and you start to discover the interconnections of ideas that seemed at first glance disparate. Now, I'm always amazed by how my family's random objects are spun into stunning works of art and they're juxtaposed in these strange, beautiful and surprising ways. Oil drums are recycled into lit-up voting booths. Cut-up Brio's pizza boxes become voter ballots. A Goodyear tire, a tree trunk, and hundreds of pennies become a gigantic, tiki, good-fortune mosaic pendant. A gaudy costume earring metamorphoses into a glittering chandelier in a kitty dream house. Pink dryer lint transforms into a plush bed for dolls. Magnolia leaves dress Princess Tiana. This transformation happens when you alter your ideas to serve a larger endeavor. You recycle those small objects in service of your story. The bonsai tree that wended its way into your notebook might, for example, suggest a character's emotionally stunted life. As Twyla Tharp says, you connect the dots. Number four, stay open and receptive. When scratching for ideas, the key is to keep yourself open to everything that swims in. Just trust your mind's urge to roam. Ideas are fluid at this stage. They're intuitive and emotional. They're not intellectual. My kid never asks, should I bring this home or shouldn't I? Never, how can I use this? The only question is, will this fit in the trunk of the Honda or in the bed of the truck? Can you put this in your pocket, mom? Twilithart says this, The first steps of a creative act are like groping in the dark, random and chaotic, feverish and fearful, a lot of busyness with no apparent or definable end in sight. Now, this is where a lot of us get antsy. We're deeply uncomfortable in that space of not knowing what we're writing about or where it's going. Now, scratching can feel a lot like goofing off, but we need to resist our urge to wrestle our our ideas into some kind of form prematurely before our raw material has a chance to incubate. The beauty of scratching is that you let go of all your preconceived notions of what you think you're writing about or should be writing. Now, this comes in handy whenever you're stuck because all you need to get going is something small. So improvise, riff, scale on that small idea, no matter how minuscule or insignificant you think it is. Don't question or overthink it. Scratch for something small in the hopes that it will evolve into something bigger. Don't know where you're going. So for now, number one, scratch for something small. Number two, capture it in your journal or notebook. Number three, recycle and transform. And number four, stay open 
and receptive. Thanks so very much for joining me today. I hope these four tips help you generate unlimited story ideas. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review. And if you haven't subscribed yet, hop on board. I come to you each week with writing tips and inspiration so you can write stories that matter to you and that matter to your readers. For more writing resources, visit me at nancypinuccio.com. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. In the meantime, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.